Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ah, you're all very welcome back to the Celtic Soul podcast with me, Andrew Millen. My guest on the show today will be actor and producer Gianni Capaldi. This episode has been sponsored by CelticClothing.com. Thanks very much to Charlie Lord for his continued support of our independent platform. If your business or Celtic Supporters Club are liking what we're doing with the podcast and would like to become a sponsor, please email us at info at CelticFanzine.com. As usual, you can contact us through the website or message us on social media. We really appreciate the support. Hibs came to Celtic Park, they came to play and they came to win and it made a nice change from teams coming and parking the bus in front of the goals. It's been an ongoing thing in recent games. In fact, with the exception of Ross County, it's been the story of the season so far. A season of frustration, I suppose, as we tried to break down defences. But luckily, we have on most occasions. Sunday, we saw Celtic looking something like the team that won the league last year. As usual, we had the negativity that surrounds each Neil Lennon team selection before kickoff. But the ever-present Callum Mack opened the scoring after only seven minutes to calm the nerves and to calm the knockers' nerves also. And you can always rely on new boy Ayeti to get a goal. Although he did pick up an injury and he'll miss out on the trip to Sarajevo. He was replaced by Edward, who most people wanted to start and would most likely start in Sarajevo. The lay hero in Riga, Elanusi, put the game beyond though. And Neil Lennon called it the best performance of the season so far. And we all went to the pub happy. Well, those who could go to the pub because... There's no further restrictions in place because of the COVID. Tough times ahead for everybody, especially those in the gig business, the singers, musicians and the DJs who entertain us normally on match day. So hopefully they can get back gigging soon, safely. I believe Facebook are even stopping them doing the gigs on that platform. So the boys and the girls just can't catch a break. Anyway, it's almost the Sarajevo, but unlike last time, it's without the fans. And as we record this section of the podcast, the game has not been announced to be shown on TV yet. But the word I'm hearing is it should be available to watch and we should hear the details soon. Gianni Capaldi is an actor and producer who lives in Las Vegas in the sunny Nevada desert. He was born in Motherwell to Italian parents. He has appeared in over 40 movies and more importantly he follows the famous Glasgow Celtic. 
Hi, Gianni. You're very welcome to the Celtic Soul podcast. We're all living in very strange times. Can you fill us in on how life has been in LA since the spread of COVID-19? Well, uh, good to be on the show. Start off there. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, COVID is just, it's turned our world upside down, you know. And I was in, I was actually in the UK. Uh, I had a, my, my second daughter was born and, I, and my wife's American. And I wanted her to be born in, in Scotland too, along with her sister. So we, we actually were there. She was born last December and we were there, I think, till, I don't know, April or, or, or May, I think we were there till. We were stuck in the lockdown there. The initial part of COVID, when it, when it hit, I was in Scotland, you know, so I was stuck with that whole lockdown in Scotland and you can't visit your parents or you can't go to see your friends or whatever. And, you know, I had a newborn kid, so, you know, I, I'm getting the pressure. Uh, yeah, so I had to, you know, keep as safe as possible and not let folk in the house in Scotland and whatnot. But, you know, my, my wife, obviously, as soon as she thought it was safe enough, and I, to be honest with you, it was a really safe time to fly because nobody was flying. Uh, we we flew back to America so she could show the you know baby off to her parents and and um, her sisters and whatnot. So she was desperate to get back home. And we actually came to Vegas. We've got a house in Vegas, so we 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 came to Vegas and kind of settled in at Vegas. And and um, here it's it was a lockdown, but it, the lockdown was kind of lifted when we got here, and you know everybody was going about their normal business kind of thing. Um, but I felt that here everybody wore masks. You know, here everybody, you know, you can't walk into a place, a restaurant or anywhere, a shopping mall or whatever, or supermarket with a mask on, they just won't let you in. You've got to sanitise your hands when you walk in. and It's it's more strict out here. As when I was in Scotland, people, only maybe a quarter of the people had a mask on when I was walking into Asda and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's hard. It really is hard because I just, I mean, apart from working two weeks ago, which they had to take me to Mexico to work. Um, I hadn't worked since February, so that was tough. And then, uh, you know, for the kids as well, my three-year-old, she's she was with the nursery in Scotland, and all of a sudden, nursery stops. She stops seeing her friends. She stops playing. She wants to, you know, go to the park. You can't go to the park. She wants to do this. You can't do that. So it's really hard, I think, for the kids. And and mentally, it's you know, as a as a provider for your family, and as like a man, I'm not being chauvinistic, but you know, my, I respect my wife that she looks after the kids at home. She does a great job, but that's a full-time job. And, you know, I, I feel like as a man, sometimes you kind of lose that raison d'etre, which is like reason for being. You're, you're, the whole point of you supporting your family and you can't work for them. You can't, you feel sometimes, it, it can get very depressing. And especially staying in the house all the time and, you know, you limit your time, your friends. You know, my mate Martin Comston, he, uh, we both moved to Vegas together. He, uh, he lived out here. So when I got back, you know, we would meet outside on our in our in our one of our yards and one of our patios kind of thing. And you know, there's always that wee bit of distance in between us. And we both have newborns, so you know, we're all really careful. And you know, so we keep the distance, and you know, there's no touching or you know. So it's it was good at least to have him out here. Uh, so I'd get away and I'd be able to see him a bit. And, you know, sometimes we just sat for hours in our backyard, you know, and it's safe as houses, we're not mingling. But it, but it, it does get really depressing. And I think a lot of guys and girls out there that they do feel the depression, but, you know, maybe it's a West of Scotland thing, but, you know, I've never had MD for Scotland call me up and say, from Hamilton, call me up and say, man, I'm depressed. You know, yeah, in America, people 
text me all the time, go, I feel really down or things are getting to me. So I think it's really important to communicate that and be able to, there's nothing wrong with, you know, being depressed. And I think that's the worst thing COVID's made us is, 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 a, is, a, is a blanket of depression upon everybody, I think. And, you know, I got depressed. I, I felt a bit of depression keeping in and, you know, and, and my wife would hear about it and or my mate would hear about it here. You know, so it's all right to be, to feel depressed. It's not, it's a manly thing to admit it, you know. So I think that's the worst COVID. Yeah, and then we can't, we can't go to football games. We, kids can't go to school and play and all that. It sucks, but that's, you know, that's, I found out, I think I found that certain things we do, like even going to the, the pub and, you know, getting a wee happy hour in every now and then, those are the things that, and, and going to football games, those are the things that, kept me sane I feel sometimes you know it was a great distraction from you know kids in the house all the time or you know it was like the kind of thing that I needed to to survive and not having that and not being able to do those things you I, I kind of took away my my safe place kind of thing so I think everybody's hit the same way but I think the message that we've really got to take out this is you know we'll get through this together and we're all in the same boat everybody's feeling the exact same it's all right to feel a bit depressed every now and then and you know, and, and and everything will come back sooner or later. You know, it's just a matter of time. But um, and it's not as bad as long as we're Celtic are top of the league or <laughs> there 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 thereabouts. That will cheer us up. Well, Fawzi, congratulations on the birth of, of the baby. Um, I, I can only imagine that what it was like traveling home uh, on an empty plane because it would have been. I've spoke to a few people. I've had to travel. I I was in Thailand when the uh, when. You know, we were told we had to come home. And like you, especially the early days, it was a bit, you know, no one really knew what was happening. So it was kind of a novelty. And as the novelty wore off, the headspace got tough at times for a lot of people. And I think now over here, obviously you've still got the weather. Over here now we're starting to get into the darker nights now. And I think people will need to be aware. We got six months relief on mortgages and now people have to start paying them back. And they've the government has also cut the few bob they were giving people. So I think it's going to be a tough winter and it's great for someone like you to come out and say, it's okay to be depressed. It's okay to feel. But once you can speak to someone, and you did say that in America, people seem to say, I'm depressed. Over here, it's looked upon as a weakness, I think, in some people. And you hit the nail on the head there, you know, you know the provider, the man, the pressure of the provider. And at the moment, there's a lot of people out of work. And even with Celtic, you know, when you can get to see Celtic at the weekend, it makes it, it makes a huge difference, you know. I remember when the football was coming back and it was coming back in Germany and I said, football without fans is nothing. And someone tweeted last week, football without fans is better than nothing. And I think that's all right because it does give you something to look forward to. It gives you something to focus, especially if people who aren't walking. It gives them something to look forward to. They've got a match now twice a week and it just gives a little bit of focus and that's how important Celtic is to so many people. Sorry, I said there you were in LA. I didn't know you were in Vegas. When I think of Vegas, I think of all the conventions I've attended over there. All the <laughs> I've, been, I've been going since 2000, and it's just, it's the craziest place I think I've ever been. And to think that you were saying it's like, you know, it's quite now, and people are not going to the bars and that. Well, Vegas is open. I mean, Vegas is open. There's, the casinos are all open. Everything's all open. You just got to wear a mask inside. I've been down a couple of times myself, you know, and just for a wee night out, and you're just careful. You, you wear a mask, keep a distance. You sanitize your hands, you get temperature checked and away in. Just being in the same building as someone doesn't mean you're going to catch it. You have to have physically touched or 
you know, everybody's wearing a mask, so I think the threshold is maybe three feet from someone or something. It's totally safe. You just got to make sure you 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 stay alert and you you know that whole Boris thing. Stay alert, stay alert. But but um, no, just don't put your hands in your face. Just wash them. Make sure you wash them. Be conscious what you're doing. Don't touch your straw if you're drinking a vodka soda. Um, <laughs> you know those are the rules. You know, don't touch your straw. Short straw is not good. I know, but if there's anybody ever. If there's anybody ever out there and you need to talk to somebody, just send me a wee message on Instagram and I'll uh, I'll talk to them if I've, got, if I've no work and the kids fair, are no driving crazy. Fair play. You, you said that you were doing walking, you were down in Mexico. Hi. Because uh, it's really hard to work in the US right now for productions because there's so many regulations and rules. Like, um, so, for instance, I, I, I start working in New Mexico, which is in, under the States. I think I start on the 19th of this month. Uh, sorry, October. 19th of October. Uh, and I'm doing a movie with Mickey Rourke called Commando, uh, and uh, you know the it's the first movie that I've kind of heard of that's kind of going. Uh, the the extra expense on production is huge because every actor has to be tested three times a week, uh, and I think tests cost like 125 each per actor. I was told, so it's like you know this added extra expense. There's two people that have got to hire just to check daily temperatures, daily this, make sure. So for productions, it's really difficult shooting in the US. So I, I the sent me down on down in Mexico. I was shooting in Mexico and I went down shooting with Michael Madsen uh, and I think I posted a, a couple of pictures of Michael um, and uh, with his uh, Celtic cap on. Um, and uh, I, he gave a wee message, a big shout out to Celtic and the Celtic Foundation, uh, which I always kind of get behind. Um, but I we went down there and we, the whole crew were tested, but Michael and I weren't tested at all. We were only there for four days. But uh, yeah, they're, they're Try to ship movies out, out of the US so they don't have to deal with all the restrictions and whatnot. But, you know, again, you just keep yourself safe and your distance and, you know, nobody comes near, nobody came near Michael and myself and, uh, you know, we, we, we're safe enough. So, no, it's okay. It's good. Well, at least you're back walking. Aye. Well, it was only, it was only four days, so it's <laughs> not enough to get close to the door. <laughs> um, now, let's, let's just talk a little bit about Celtic. Um, Obviously, got your mate Martin Compton over there. You, you said another good Celtic boy. It helps when you're, when you're so far away from home and all this is going on, and you've someone to talk about Celtic. Mate, there's a guy called Thomas. So, talk about the Celtic convention. Uh, I went down last year, and I met uh, Jackie Meehan. And there's a guy called Thomas Strain. Yeah, uh, but uh, Donnelly and all them. They're, they're great guys, and the guys from Australia, and uh, the guy from Dundee. Forget his name, but anyway. Tom Strain lives here. He ran the Celtic to Vegas. Uh, so he comes to the house every time there's a Celtic game because I've been given a, I've got a link to watch the game. So um, I, he comes up to the house and we watch the Celtic game here. And Martin, so Martin would come. So the three of us watching Celtic every game. Uh, but Martin's now, he's back in Belfast doing the line of duty next season. He's filming that. So it's just Tam and I. But Tam and I, every, every game doesn't matter from 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 5 a.m., 4 a.m. We'll, we'll, we'll watch the game. We'll be up to watch it. So it's good we got that, you know. Tell Tom I was asking for my know Tom. I met Tom many years ago in, in, in Vegas, I think back in 2000. And uh, I think he was, he was painting then. I don't know if he's still walking. That's right, aye. He might have retired. You, you dropped a few names there, Jack, and all the boys. Oh, lovely, great boys. I, I don't know how, how it's going to work out for them next year with this. They must be under a bit of pressure just to get the head around it. 
dealing with the hotels and that at, the t- at this time because it's such a I know for us to fly over now like we'd probably have to go and quarantine for a month when we get over and a month when we get back <laughs> but anyway hopefully hopefully we will get now now back to Sunday you said you were watching the match um, much improved Hibs didn't park the bus which was great and I didn't think they would I thought the game was open like the Ross County game now we've narrowed the gap to one I know, we're getting closer to our City Royals still a game in hand uh, I think there's better to come from the boys yeah, look, we're we're really on, and I uh, and I get it, and I I'm backing Lenny 100. percent You know, we can't just chop and change, chop and change. He was good enough for his last year. He's good enough for his this year, and it's not about you know chop and changes. We're all human. We can make mistakes, make errors in picking teams. It's not easy picking teams and trying to fit players in, and you know the promises. You know, bringing people back, Elianusi back. Tons of clubs that wanted Elianusi, but we've got promises to make these players. You know, like we'll, we'll play you, we'll do this, we'll do that, and you know, there's there, there's so many players in those kind of positions. And the, I mean, if you remember the start of the season, just before the season started, there was this talk of a mass exodus for the players that wanted to leave. And Lenny, I think, said, you know, those who want to leave just need to leave, kind of thing. You know, and 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 that's it. People here have got to want to play for Celtic. So there's a lot of responsibility for him as a manager as well to manage these people's attitudes and manage these people's wants and desires in, in the right time for us, for Celtic, not just for them individuals. You know, this is the, probably the most important year of our history. Apart from 1967, this is the second most important year in our history. But, but since 1888, we think about it, 140, 132 years, whatever it is, this is the second most important year, so we have to be really careful what we're doing this year. You know, we we this is a year that I don't mind accumulating debt. This is a year that I don't mind putting everything out there. You know, we can we can sell all our players next year. I don't care. This is the this is the big one. So there's a lot of managing people's desires and personal wants. Now, you know, he's trying to fit in, I believe he's trying to fit in Cham, Brown, McGregor, Christie, everybody into the same kind of squad and the same team. Um, but the problem we have is the ball and golly thing. I don't know if that was used a bit of a scapegoat. I think with ball and golly, he was a bit of a, a bomb scare, to be honest with you. You know, when we played Rangers at Parkhead, they played him off the park. He was absolutely dire. And so he, we spent a bit of money on him. And I think it was pie in our face again for getting out there spending three million on a player and he's utter garbage. He can't compete against Rangers. You know, so we need players that can can hold their weight against teams like Rangers and 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 Bowling Golly was just not that guy. And let's be honest, you know, we were all happy that he left. And you know, the amount of comments that Bashik or whatever the, the team he's went to, comments on their page was thanks for taking them away. Thank you. <laughs> How much do we owe you? The fans are saying, you know, so they must be looking at that going <laughs> translating this, thinking what's going on. But no, he was there wasn't the right answer. Uh, Lenny always wants to play this uh, three-five-two, which we're, we're, it's not even a real three-five-two because we're not even playing two strikers. Christie's not exactly a striker; he's a play right behind the two strikers. You know, he's he's not a down-and-out striker. And with the three-five-two, yeah, we, we we don't end up playing Alhamid, but we end up playing Frimpong, which is fine because if if uh, somebody gets injured in the central defence, I know we get Duffy, but Alhamid can slip in just on the right-hand side of that three-three player central defence. On the left, the problem we have, Frimpong is great because he, he bombs up and down that wing all the time. Forrest hasn't, has been in and out of games recently. I've always been a great advocate for Forrest, but this season he's not up to fire. And a lot of players are not up to fire, so we can't single him out. 
But the problem we have is on the left-hand side, you have Greg Taylor. Now, Greg Taylor was magnificent when he played with Kilmarnock. He was not asked to do what he does. he's been asked to do with Celtic. But you watch Greg Taylor, and he's in a forward position on the left-hand side. What Greg Taylor does is he turns back. You watch him and watch him on Sunday. People say the magnificent game. For me, did he have a magnificent game? He turns back and he passes the ball backwards. He'll pass the ball backwards to someone behind him in the midfield. And that's what he does. He doesn't have the, what Frimpong has, the difference between Frimpong and Taylor is Frimpong only thinks about going forward, going forward. How do, I go, how do I run by this guy? How do I beat this guy? I need to get forward. I need to get forward. Once he gets forward, he puts in the cross. Taylor, out of, a, out of 10 decisions, he'll go back six or seven times. He'll look for the pass. He'll watch it. He'll pass. He'll look for the pass six times. And only maybe 40% of the time, he'll look at going forward. And that's the problem. And it's not that he's a bad player. That's not his instinct. You get attacking instinct and defending instinct. Now, maybe Taylor's better at chasing the, the, their winger down the wing and blocking his cross or cutting him off or whatever. But the reality didn't But the reality is, is we're not playing him in that position. We're trying to play him in a forward position. He was ahead of Cal McGregor the other day when we were playing. I think we're playing Riga. He was ahead of McGregor. Now, that shouldn't be. That, that should not be the case. Like, it's just too many players behind him. He should be the one pushing, pushing that midfield up and then overlapping. He needs to overlap. But if he's already ahead, you can't have the overlap. That triangle thing running up the side. So he, you know, he passes inside, passes out to the wing, and then he picks up again on the wing and beats his defender and crosses in. But if he's already ahead, you can't play that. He needs to be pushing the, the, the midfield part up, and he's just not doing that. So Taylor is not the man for the formation that, that Lennon's trying to play. And I think that's a problem right now. You know, Edward, he'll come good. I mean, he had a, a great touch to Turnbull. Turnbull put through to El Yanusi for the goal. You know, he's fast. He's fast on his feet and he does, he's, he does what he needs to do. His scoring will come back. I mean, he had a couple of chances. The confidence will come back. Confidence is a big thing in football, as we know. You know, the best players in the world can be rocked with confidence and, and not be scoring the goals. Just give him a bit of time. He's been great with us. He's got the ability and he's got the skill, so he will come good again. You know, so once we have the, if we can play two real strikers up front, we should be. We're Celtic. You know, we're not some part of the bus team. We don't need one striker up front. We need two strikers up front. So two strikers up front, we can play the three-five-two, great, but we just need to make sure those two, for the two top two strikers, a Yeti and, and Edward be fantastic. A Yeti's great at holding the ball up as well if he needs to. For Edward, Edward's faster. Two different types of players, which is great. El uh, is fantastic on the wing. He cuts inside. We just need to get this new left-back who's got that attack in mind. If we can bring an attack in mind left-back, Duffy's a bit, feels a bit rigid. So I think just give him a wee bit of time as well because, you know, he wasn't playing fluently all the times, but, but he is getting better game by game. And, he, and his communication between, you know, look, Beaton is... You know, he's, he's, he's been good. He was actually one of the better central defenders, I thought, in the last Sunday. But did he just have a one-off game? I don't know. I mean, we, we spent so much money on Julian. Julian does. Julian just needs to beef up a bit in the sense that he can't be bullied all the time by the Bamba and, well, now the boy's left, Livingston. But, you know, he, he did get bullied. He, and the physicality just doesn't have it. He's got to learn to, learn to put physicality with his size. But Celtic, we just need to get that fluid motion again you know there's been a lot of stick and criticism on Brown I think he's been a great servant to the club I think he's got a, his presence on the pitch the players are so used to it now 
that, you know, we're also left with a dilemma that if you take Brown off, they've kind of lost that guy in the middle of the park shouting and screaming them that they look up to, you know, the, the daddy figure. That's So there's that psychological thing as well. It's easy for us to say, get him off, get Turnbull on, get Turnbull on, or, or, or bring someone else on. But there's also those kind of, you know, I, I grew up playing football and it was always, always that older person in the middle of the park, you know, like the central midfielder, or he would play fullback and he would scream and shout and you kind of looked up. They might not be the better player, but he was there and his presence was always felt, you know, and he had to take a hard challenge. You take a hard challenge, you put a hard challenge in. You know, if, if you get knocked, he was the one to give a bit of payback. And, you know, I know we've got Duffy now for that as well, but Brown has been doing that for so many years. So we've got to kind of balance it. But look, we've got so many games in the season. The one thing, Lennon came out at the end of the game on Sunday and he said, oh, man of the match for me was Brown. Now, I think we all know Brown wasn't man of the match. You know, there was, I don't even know if he was in the top two or top three, but did he play well? I ah, did well. He was solid. He had a shot and goal. He nearly scored. But he was, he was starting to come back. He was maybe 85% of the Brown we used to know. So he's getting there. His presence was felt more by the players. But, you know, Lennon probably shouldn't have said that because it maybe rubbed people up the wrong way. But at the same time, he's backing his player, you know. Brown's really important to us. So I don't want to drop Brown, but I do think we can give him a rest. You know, we've got Cham, we've got Turnbull now, we've got plenty of players that takes place. I think Gordon Strachan uh, had picked Brown out as well. He was he was commentating and he, he, he did pick Brown out as a standout performer. You mentioned a Yeti there. Um, yeah, I've been very impressed with him. He's injured now for tomorrow night, but you know this is a guy that's not back, not full, fully fit, and he can bang in a goal a game. You know, and he's he's that poacher, and I think playing off Edward, he'll, he'll compliment him. And you want your striker to be hungry, close to the, you know, in that in the box, you know, greedy, hungry. You know, and Griffith gives us that as well, and he's coming back. I think it could be right. I I don't want to be too hard on Taylor, but he did play in a commanding team that was ultra defensive, and he is a fullback, whereas. Frimpom Kem is a full-back, but you can see he, he can see he can play as a wing-back. And, and hopefully we do get someone in because it will push Taylor and it will take the pressure off him because we played James Forrest over there as well. And when he plays over there, he has to cut in, cut in on the other foot. So there is there is pluses and minuses. And I think I think the big test now, we have a big test on Thursday and then we have a test against Rangers because I, expect us, I would expect us to be St. Johnson. And the big test... and. I would be happy if Brown was rested with Duffy now in the team. I watch Ireland. I've seen all Duffy's all his games home and away. I've been in the stadiums, apart from the recent two because of COVID. And Duffy is a leader. Duffy has leadership qualities. And I think if Julian's playing beside him, he'll be, he'll be all the better for it. I remember going back many years ago, Phil Bapp got a move to Liverpool from Coventry on the strength of playing with Ireland. But he was playing beside Paul McGrath. So he was talking him through the games. And I think... Duffy can bring that. He's only here for a year, but I'll definitely bring the players on. Hopefully, you know, no matter what time you are watching it over there on Thursday, that you and Tommy can have a, have a drink and celebrate. Uh, Tom doesn't drink anymore. He goes to AA. Well, he went, he stopped. I don't know if he goes to AA anymore, but he, he doesn't drink. No, anymore. I didn't know. I didn't know that. When, funny you should say, I never had a drink with him. And I was sat in the market. Had a little, <laughs> the little tent with him at the, at the last one. Now, you were born in Mullerwell. You grew up in Hamilton. Can you take, take the listeners back to those early years and maybe your early years of, you know, when you became aware of Celtic. And- well, it was there. Uh, grandmother had a hotel in, in Hamilton and she still does. And, and I grew up kind of like going to that as a kid. And um, there was a, a waiter in there and he was a Celtic fan. And, you know, when you grow up, I mean, I don't want to say it, but, you know, Hamilton was a little bit, how can I say, 
there was a bit of a divide, you know, the schools, there was, you know, Catholic schools and Protestant schools and whatnot. So my primary school was actually um, a Catholic school, I went to St Mary's when I was a kid. And, um, you know, so everybody kind of supported Celtic and whatnot. And, and I, I used to love football and whatnot. So, um, but there was um, a, a, a waiter in a hotel and, and uh, he took me to my first Celtic game. And uh, I'll never forget that. And I always say to him, because he, he's still there. And I always say, I oh, remember that time you took that football game? I says, and, he, and for him, it, obviously it was just a game. So he doesn't really remember. He remembers briefly, but he can't. He's trying, he always tries to remember who it was we were playing, but I don't remember that at all. Um, and, uh, I think that's when, from there, um, uh, I did. It's funny because, you know, Celtic were obviously my, my team in that. I think at the time, the whole Scotland was, uh, Scotland was, uh, was, was very, was a bit more unified. We were doing well in Europe. You know, you had your Dundee United. Remember they, they, yeah. they played Barcelona and uh, Aberdeen played Real Madrid. So I felt the like back firm. then, there was... Yeah, the new firm, right, they called it? Aye. Aye. But everybody kind of wanted them to do well. There was not that prejudice that exists now. I mean, listen, if, if Dundee United get to a final of Europe, I want Dundee United to, I'd want them to win. And I, would, I mean, I wouldn't care on Aberdeen, I'd want Aberdeen to win. But I think it was that kind of thing when we were young, we grew up, we wanted, it was less, it was less like, you know, everybody had a soft spot for Aberdeen and a soft spot for Dundee United because we're in Europe and they're doing well. But, you know, Celtic were a team in that, so... And that was the first game I went to. And, you know, I remember, I mean, I grew up, you know, players like, as I said, like, you know, the McStays of the world and, you know, the Aikens and McGrains and all that kind of thing. And, and Murdo is Murdo Clyde and stuff like that. So, you know, there were great, great, great players and great teams. And, you know, but aye, it's good. Good times. Good times. You were lucky enough, you, could, you went to university in Glasgow, so you didn't, ha- you didn't have to leave, you know, home and obviously football. Football plays such a big part in Glasgow, but so does humour and banter. Like, I've been going to Glasgow since I was about 16, and it's a tough city, but it's a great city. Um, but I was, I was flicking through all the movies you were in, and there's, there's quite a lot of them. But I, I come across a little clip of Still Game. All right, OK. And uh, I was going, I don't remember him in Still Game, and, and I flicked it on, and then yourself and Martin, as, as someone that acts, you know, like that programme is just, Quality. It's it's just brilliant. Two phones. Two phones. Mm. Uh, you want an Android or iPhone? 3G or 4G Wi-Fi? I've got 16, 32, 64 gigabytes. Now I can also do you one to eight, but you're only going to need that if you're storing like a lot of music and videos and stuff. You're going to use them for streaming? <laughs> oh 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 oh! You just want to talk to each other. Hi, sir. Hold on. Here, you two of them pays your goes. Which ones? A candy one, they're too daft out bastards. <laughs> there you are. Two pays you go phones. 20 quid each. Hmm. Well, welcome to the future. Pure Jetsons. <laughs> 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 Greg. Greg had said to me, oh, it's the last season and whatnot. And, and uh, I love Greg Hempel. He's such a magnificent big soul. Like, he's just a great... And his family, he's just a family man. He's fantastic, you know. And Greg's actually from Canada. So when he first came over to Scotland, he had that Canadian accent. So it was kind of funny. But I didn't, I didn't know him back then. But anyway, I, I knew it was the last season. So it was like never, never. And uh, I know Mark was going to do something. And Greg said to me, oh, 
I'm going to try and do something with you guys together. We'll, we'll, we'll try and get you in the same kind of scene. So, um, so I, and then that was it. And then we kind of improvised it when we got there. There was a rough outline idea was we're coming in to buy phones and, uh, and, and, and that, you know, and then they make the jokes up kind of thing. They say, well, why don't you say this? Because, you know, they're the genius comic writers. And, um, and then, I was, it was just a good, it was nice to be part of something that was just, you know, in Scotland, still games legendary. So, you know, it was just at least you, you, you dip your little tiny wee toe in, you know what I mean? And it was just, it was just nice to be part of it, you know what I mean? Even if it was, <laughs> I just did one scene in it, but it was great. It was really good. Really enjoyed it. It was a great day. And it was good to work with Greg as well because he's a mate. So that was the strange they're coming from. We say the big movie sets and you know the the Klansman and you know that that. Uh, uh, we went out. We actually visited the Klansman set like two years prior. We got invited down just to go down and see see it and that. And it was good. Um, and we met the whole cast down there. But then when it was like the last year, it was like, well, Greg, it's never never kind of thing. So you know, it was good. It was good, definitely. That's brilliant. And like, like as I said, like 40 movies, I've seen some of the people that you've starred in, in films. Or I even seen a picture of you when you were done the interview for the fan zoom. It was with uh, Morgan Freeman. You must be, you must be, you must get them all to wear a Celtic scarf, do you, or a Celtic top? Well, listen, some of them are, you know, I've given out a quick, I mean, I even gave John Cusack a Celtic scarf, but I didn't ask him for a picture of it because sometimes it doesn't feel right. You know, you're working with them and it doesn't feel right. So you're, um, how can I say it? You're, You've got to judge it right, and if if you're pals with a person during filming, then then you're like that, you know. But then you always try and always try and slip the foundation, the Celtic foundation, in there as well to try and remember how you mentioned the Celtic foundation. But I know it's it's definitely uh, I it's good because you talk about the history. It's not just a put that you know, and then they get really involved in it, and they're like, I said, you know, like you think the first British team to win the European Cup. You know, they think, well, is it Liverpool or Manchester United? Or I'm like, no, Celtic. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. And you, and you tell them, you know, it's 11 players from so many miles of a radius get together and they created history. And, you know, they turn up and the Italians have no good. Their, 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 their bus is late and they're held up. And, you know, and they turn up with a nice, these boys for Glasgow just turn up. So uh, they get really enamoured. And like they fall in love with this story, so you know it's a it's a it's easy selling something that's that's beautiful to tell. You know what I mean? It's a fairy tale, romanticized fairy tale. So, um, so yeah. No, so I tell them all the history. So it's not just about there's a cap, there's a scarf, there's a top, put it on and that. But I mean, I've said to Celtic so many times. I said you're 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 breaking my bank because every time I go to work, well, I'm I look my closet go. What if I get left here? <laughs> All right, I've got a cap. So, hey, Madsen, you're getting a cap. Or Mickey Burke, you're in line for a cap next week. You know what I mean? So, speak, you speak there about, you know, you know, it has to be right and it has to be if I'm getting on with them on set or when we're filming or whatever. But are you aware, um, and obviously Martin has a high profile as well, are you aware of, of, of your fame and status? Or, you know, how does that sit with, you know, a, a boy from Hamilton? Oh, honestly, I think, I think because we're, we're like from Hamilton and, you know, and, and Mount Figueroa and that, but I just, you never really think, I mean, I just, I've never, you know, somebody wants a photo away or somebody wants, I, I'm always obliged and, you know, maybe now with the COVID it's a different story, but, you know, I've, I, I always travel with, I love 
And to kind of say, I always travel. I love traveling with Celtic away in Europe. You know, for me, the best, you know, the best game I've ever been to was, was in Lazio. That's probably one of the best trips. And but I was, you know, I used to go with, it was a group of us, we used to go to Valencia, Juventus, Turin, like Amsterdam, been there a few times. Like, you know, I, I went to Copenhagen last year as well, but or this season, last season. Uh, for me, it's, that's the best. And I miss that, you know, and I'm, I'm right in the thick of it, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't shy away. I know certain people that would be like, oh, no, I don't want to be, or well, I can't be bothered with, you know, even, like, during the convention and whatnot. A lot, there's a lot of folk I know that, oh, it sounds a nightmare, or you're always with folk, you know, harassed or something like that. But, mate, I'm right in the midst of it, you know, like, I, that's just, it's just about the atmosphere and it's about the Celtic family. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things I love about this club is the Celtic family. And it's just a, you you just feel part of it, you know, and 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 it's like having a the way I see it is, you know, you you've got a distant cousin you've ever met and that and you have something great in common. It doesn't matter if you're a plumber or you're, you know, the president of the United States, it doesn't matter. It's that's the thing you have in common and that's the bond. And that bond is so deep for the love for the club and the love for the history and, and everything, the whole presence of Celtic Football Club. So for me, uh, you know, I, I just I don't I don't consider I just you know I, I, I you you feel loved kind of thing you know and then you give the same love back if that makes sense you know so but that's that whole family thing Celtic family thing so I don't never look at it as an oh it's an entitlement or a, it's just you know I have my own season ticket uh, at Parkhead if I need a ticket I know I'd ask the the gays one but I still I you know I I want to get my own ticket I don't have to ask Andy can I hang on that that's very admirable of you um, but I, I remember I, I vaguely remember bumping into you in Vegas and you were enjoying yourself and you were in company and was it last year? I think it was yeah uh-huh. um, I think we, we were sitting on one of the high tables as, as, as we normally do I think it was a, maybe the day before it was one of the nights anyway but we just uh, and we just said hello to you and you were, you, were, you were one of the boys you know there was no no, you didn't come across as you know the rock star type, which no. sometimes people well, that's good. Know. And it's always nice. It's always nice because I'm of an age now. Well, you know, maybe 20 years ago, I would have been, you know, if I saw a player, I'd be. You know, it was before selfies, but you would have got an autograph. Or, but I'm always aware now when I see players outside the ground, how much time they'll give to you know the kids and that to sign autographs because some of the kids will have waited for hours. You know, from maybe an hour after oh. the game, and for them just to get a glimpse of the player and a, and a picture. And I suppose when you're a little younger than me, but I suppose when we were growing up, I was of the same age as Johnny Hartson and all that. You could, you would meet them in a bar in Glasgow. You know, if you went to the right bar, you would bump into the players of that era, basically the Seville team and that. But now you won't because the players are so professional. And there's also the mobile phone coming out. You know. Oh. Everybody is micromanaged now by social media and you, you have to be anyone in a place of, you know, I suppose, you know, fame or a little video can make it, you know, make a difference to a player going into a place or not because he's, nice. he's got, we saw Scott Brown outside the kebab shop, you know. How does that make the news? But it did, you know. And Brendan Rodgers, when he arrived, tells him, you know, none of that. So there's so much and I think it's great that people like yourself and that can give some time to the fans because it means a lot to them and it means, especially the younger ones, but little selfie up, but, you know, it does mean a lot, so fair play to you on that one. And you did get your your um, chance to play with your heroes in the Liverpool Legends. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 that's right. I, I, uh, we played twice. We played, uh, played at the Dunfermline 
one for Jock Steen, uh, and then we did uh, the last uh, Legends against Heroes, Lubos Legends and, and Henrik's Heroes. I played in that one as well. I was very unfit for both, but it was a great. I mean, listen, you're can you ask for anything more? You know, growing up like as a Celtic fan, like can you ask for anything more? Walking down, you know, the walking out the change of rooms, walking through the tunnel, you know, sixty thousand fans, and you know, you're. I'm trying to find my my wife and my mom, and my dad. <laughs> I can't even find Andy. You know, you can't see Andy, but you're 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 you come out and it's just something amazing and you're playing with your your you know your 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 football and heroes and, and it's just brilliant it really is and you're like God, you know I remember I played a ball up to Jack and o- Jackie Jack and Oski and I think it's one of my only Name things dropping. I did right and I'm thinking I remember him when I was a kid you know what I mean and it was just it was just really really cool and that you know and it's an experience that you know you never know if they do it again now with the COVID and all that stuff and, and how far down the line it's going to be and, you know, whether the foundation, they, they have another one. I'm sure they will at one point and we're desperate to experience these moments again. But, you know, wow, like, that was like, you know, you can't say one of the best days of your life because I've got two kids and I'm married to an amazing woman. But, uh, you know, it's right up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as a, as a, on, a, on a selfish note, it's right up there. And I think I had a, a white T-shirt underneath and I had my daughter's name and, the date she was born, and my my daughter was there. She was only six months old, and my wife brought her to the game. And uh, you know, and, and I've got that photo, and I think Bobo's right behind me. Uh, it's just I just hope that she when she gets older, and she appreciates, you know, that like she'll she'll probably put it on her wall, probably or not put it on her wall, or just put it in a cupboard somewhere. But it's like one of those things that you know it, it was a great opportunity. And so thankful, and I just feel so blessed and. You know, it's a humbling experience, and and uh, I'm just so grateful. You know, just so grateful I had that opportunity. I'm sure it will come over to the listeners how how much uh, it, it means to you, and how much Celtic means to you. Because I can see it, and I can see how excited you are talking about that. And uh-huh. Yeah, look, we look, we've all we've all had um, our moments, but we we haven't had the opportunity to play on the hollow turf. No, I'd have a great. Uh, Scott Brown's testimonial. Um, a friend introduced me to Henry Glass. And, and, uh, you know, just to get a picture. And that was kind of like, you know, so, and, you know, you meet Paul McStay and you get a picture. I have a couple of pictures with a couple of players that mean a lot. And, f- you know, for, for a man that's nearly 50, you know, it brings the kid out. You, you know, I, I messaged my wife that day and I said, uh, I'm going to die happy now. And I sent a picture of me with Henry. You know, because he was one of the few I had met. I'd met most of the civil team. I'd interviewed most of them. So, like, it was just nice to get him because he's such a quite private person. You know, just even, even to get, you know, and I think I, I maybe just grabbed them away from people to get the picture. <laughs> but it was brilliant. Now, we spoke there about Henrik and there'll be new heroes. You spoke there about the lockdown and that, and it's great that you have someone to watch the matches with. But when, when you do get back, you've mentioned the European away games, which are favourites of us all, and Rome was a special night, very special night, brilliant night. If you will get back, we, we you know, we... We have to believe that we will get back sooner rather than we later. Will. We will. I don't think it's any time soon, but but you know it doesn't. It's just not. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. But it it's not taken away from us. It's just it's for all, it's all for our own well being, and, and you know we're just going to have to put up with it and deal with it. And, you know, but I'll tell you this: the first Celtic away game and things are back to normal. 
as long as I'm not working on that side of the world, I'll be there. Oh. I don't think you'll keep me away. But I just, we've got to do what's right because, you know, here's the thing, like, I know it, it affects the elderly more, but the way I see it is, you know, the youngsters going out, Glasgow and all that, and I think they're selfish. And I think at the end of the day, if it was the elders, if it affected the young ones, the elders would sacrifice their time for the young ones. And I think that's what people are just forgetting now. And put it this way, uh, I've known about six people that have had it, that have tested positive. Six folk. I mean, even my old mad sister had it, Virginia. But uh, six folk I've known, and, you know, five of them have been all right. They've, you know, they, they had a fever. They lost taste, their taste, and, you know, they just felt tired and really sluggish. But one other guy who was actually the body double for John Travolta, he's a really fit man, he's a stunt guy, and uh, totally floored him. Like, he's, you know, he's probably mid-40s, and he ended up, in the, you know, ended up really bad, and he felt he was, like, his lungs were full of tar and all that, like he was drowning. So the thing, the problem with this stupid virus is it affects everybody differently. It can affect pneumonia, it can, can you know, affect your lungs, it can affect any part of you. And, uh, but some people get it and, you know, you don't even know you've had it. So the more folk that get it, the more folk that, 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 because supposedly, you know, I mean, I don't know, supposedly you only have it once, but the more folk that get it, the less chance there is a catch in it because it doesn't get, keeps getting passed on, passed on, passed on. Like anything else, like with all the things from the past decades and centuries and Spanish flus and whatnot, and equal, you know, the bird flu and all that stuff. We've beat it before, we'll beat this one too. And we've just got to be patient and, you know, those European nights will come back, you know, and we'll all be in a crowded bar somewhere, banging the wall or banging the ceiling or in a, in a bus, having a beer, you know, on the way to the game in Rome. So it'll be, you oh. know, we'll have a day again. The days will come back. Just stick together. We'll, we'll, we'll get through this. Just use each other if we need each other and we'll get through this. Well, and we'll get through it watching the Celtic do the 10 in a row, hopefully. Mate, I'm still hoping for this convention. This yeah, ain't we all? This is the best convention that I thought we do the 10 and, and, and it's going to happen. I mean, I'd hate to think there's no convention next year. I mean, the reality is, is Vegas is open. If you were in America, you just come. It's open. There's nothing. It's just they've got to lift the, the travel restrictions from, from uh, you know, and obviously... People can do their quarantines or don't do their quarantines. Willing to take the risk, you know, when they go back home. Or, or yeah, I spoke, I, spoke, I spoke to Tom a, a couple of months ago about about the convention, and you know, he was saying, "Yeah, yeah," but no one knew, no one knew what you know how long this was going to go on. But Aye. as far as I'm concerned, Vegas is on, baby. Aye. You know, we'll all be giving your address out as as somewhere we can go for two weeks first. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Now, the film's no bigger than my house. Uh, no, we wanted the film party there. No, no, the film's no big enough, and it's no get turned green either. We don't have swimming pools over here, you know. We've only got bats. <laughs> I wouldn't go. I wouldn't jump in that pool party. It's funny because I'm sure I don't. I always see these guys drinking all day in the pool, and they never leave the pool. So no <laughs> <chance. laughs> now, don't be telling me that, isn't Johnny? Thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to me. Um, it's been brilliant. And I know you've given time to podcasts before and you've, we've interviewed in the fanzine and that. And it means a lot to us to have people like yourself on. And it, it, just to get as well, to get the view from over there, 
because, you know, we've had people on, we've been lucky enough to have people on from all over the world. And although it's a Celtic podcast, but we want to get into the people's Celtic soul and into their life and into what's happening on the day to day, because this is a, as you spoke earlier on, you said, you know, it's a, it can be a depressing time. And hopefully these little podcasts are twice a week. And I know they've saved my soul because I was in a bad place with the headspace. And he said, we do the podcast and it's just, I look forward to chatting to people and, you know, hanging around, waiting to see what time I'm doing it. And I came in to do one at 12 o'clock in the night with Scott McDonald, but he was on, he, he thought it was on about UK time. <laughs> so he was in bed and I was ringing him. So, but, and so the next morning I ended up getting him. But as I said, thanks very much. And I think maybe when you're back in Glasgow, we might see it in the brazen head and the garbage for a point. But with another yeah, I, I love the Frolies. I used to go. I used to go to school with Jan and in Marcella back in the day. So I do love the Frolies. Are good. Brazen Head's a good pub. I took Elvis's grandson in there when he, he flew. He flew up to London. We actually get the train up from London to spend a couple of nights with. And uh, I took him a Celtic game when he was here. Well, he was there, and um, and we, we went into the Brazen Head. I think before and after it. So I, so dang, that's the last time was in there. But pictures still, still up. Yeah, just <laughs> got to cut me out. Jan's been Jan's been a great friend. I, I I know Jan many years. He's come over. He stayed with us, and uh, I go over there quite a lot. Um, and that's one of my watching holes. But Jan's been he's always been brilliant with the fanzine as well. He's always supported the fanzine, and people like him they put something back into the fanzine. You know, they're getting fans into the pub. But Jan will always put something back in, and I. I didn't know. I didn't know you went to school with him because he's he's. He doesn't say much, John. You know, he's he doesn't bother who he went, went to school with. He was years above me, but I remember him and his sister Marcella was there. They, I think I think he used to live in Hamilton before they moved. I think if you ask him, John used to live in Hamilton. But uh, if I don't see you, then I'll definitely see you for the convention. Hopefully, well, hopefully, we'll, hopefully, I'll definitely be there once I can get out of this out of the country. I'll see you then. And once oh. again. Uh, just thanks very much for taking the time to chat to us. No worries at all. I'll catch you next. Catch you soon somewhere. <laughs> Cheers. That's the first time I had the pleasure of interviewing Gianni. What a decent bloke. Down to earth. Just one of the boys who speaks with passion when he talks about Celtic. More than 90 minutes. Issue 110 is still available. I've still some print copies left. So if you want to get a copy, visit the website CelticFansion.com or you can download the digital edition. With no ground on match day sales, your support is so much appreciated to keep the print edition going. Thanks as always to Ron McQuillan for producing the show. And I have to give him and his brothers a big shout out. Their parish GAA team, the Jocks, won their fourth senior championship after losing the last two finals. So uh, I'm surprised he's not more hungover today, but the true professional is in to do his job. Folks, if you like what we're doing and you would like to support us, you can do so by visiting the website where you can become a member. You can subscribe. You can buy something from us or you can donate for the price of a point. And as always, thanks very much for listening and your support. Don't forget to download our free app and you'll have access to the podcast, articles, daily news, video content and info on upcoming events, the fanzine and our online shop all at the touch of a button on your phone or tablet. And I think I'm getting really good at saying that now. All episodes of the podcast are available on all platforms. So hit the subscribe or follow button and you'll never miss an episode. You can also access the podcast instantly on our Instagram story. We have three new young recruits, well, youngish if you include Daniel, but we have two young recruits. 
The very talented poet Aaron Boyle has joined us to help us with our Instagram. Published author Liam Kelly will be penning some articles for the website and the fanzine. And the oldest of the three, Dan Faulkner, will be joining us to create some video content and our new vodcast. So hit the subscribe button on the YouTube channel, Celtic Fanzine TV, and you won't miss the new show. Thanks again to our episode sponsor, Charlie Log from CelticClothing.com over in Philadelphia for his continued support. Much appreciated, Charlie. Now, once again, just a little reminder, if your Celtic Supporters Club or business would like to support the podcast or any of our platforms, please get in contact. Info at CelticFansin.com, through the website or messages on social media. Keep the comments coming in. Keep the ideas coming in for guests you would like to see on the show. And as always, if you have a story or your Supporters Club is holding an event, let us know and we'll give it a shout out. We're back on Friday with episode 32. We'll have another guest who'll be opening up the Celtic soul to us. So as always, stay safe, stay tuned, and keep the faith. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.